everyone. Welcome to this edition of Real Estate Stories. I'm excited today about our show. We have a wonderful guest who has really built an amazing team across the country. And she's going to share some of the insights and stories about how she did that and how she became to be a team leader. So um, please join me in welcoming um, the CEO and founder of the Elevate Real Estate Group, Brittany Smitherman. Brittany, Hi. welcome to Real Estate Stories. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? Good, good. We're so excited to have you here. So, you know, in true fashion, um, this show is all about sharing your real estate story. So let's start with that. Tell everybody a little bit about how long you've been in the business and how you decided to get into real estate. Yeah, so I've been in the business uh, about two weeks ago is four years for me. So I just hit my fourth year in the business. Um, I chose to do real estate by chance, not really by choice. Okay. Uh, I, so I, I was a social work major. I happened to work for an investor through college in DC that did like massive renovations and kitchens and everything. So I kind of got an idea about it. And another military spouse friend of mine was a realtor and she was like, oh, you should just get your license. So I had this goal. I remember when I first started, it was like, I just want to make 70,000 a year and finish college and be a good mom and you know a good military spouse and it just kind of took off from there and so how long ago was that uh four years ago about two weeks ago four years ago two weeks ago okay so mm -hmm. in four years and i want to go back and dig into that story a little bit because i know there's lots of chapters but fast forward to today and tell us about elevate real estate group and where you're at today yeah, so as of today, Elevate Real Estate Group is a little over 40 agents and we're in six markets, four states. So we're in Norfolk, Virginia, Jacksonville, Florida, Charleston, South Carolina, and two markets in Texas as well. That's and we're about to be in North Carolina and San Diego, California. Sorry. That's amazing. So four years, you've grown an expansion team nationally, multiple states, over 40 agents. So uh, there's a lot of story in there. But <laughs> let's go back to the beginning, because you mentioned a couple times um, the military connection. And I know that that has been a, a big part of, you know, sort of uh, your value proposition and, and your business. So tell us a little bit more about that. Yeah, so uh, my husband was active duty in the Navy for seven years. So we were stationed in a couple duty stations. We moved like four times in our seven years. So while he was active duty, that was another thing. Like it was, it was very hard to move four times in seven years and keep a job or know what you were going to do in your career. You know, it wasn't like a, a thing where we were super accepted at every duty station you went to. So then how did that parlay into starting the real estate career? So I think for me, like I talked about before, I, I didn't grow up knowing anything about real estate or thinking about real estate. It, it wasn't on my agenda in any way. Mm -hmm. I just happened to know another Navy wife that was like, hey, well, you should just do this. Because um, I was really focused in school. 
So my husband was underway a lot and I had two kids and I was taking 18 hours a semester in college. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot going on that real estate wasn't really what I was like, man, this is going to be my whole career. Right. So then you, you made the decision to get into real estate mm -hmm. and then how did you pivot from being a solo agent to being a team leader? And, and how was that military connection a part of that? So it kind of took off really fast for me. Um, my first full month, so I kind of did a lot of prep work on the back. Um, I spent the six months getting my license of networking with other military spouses. I remember everybody told me like, hey, the market's too saturated. You're never going to make it. And so I thought outside the box. I was like, I'm going to hit people before they get to my duty station. I'm not going to work with the people here. Uh, so I started connecting with people. I developed a Facebook uh, group called Your Military PCS Pro, and it was a network to connect uh, with other top producing agents and other families that were moving. So that's kind of where the basis of it built. And I never, I never wanted a team. <laughs> it's never <laughs> thought about. I never looked on anybody else's radar doing it. Um, and I kind of woke up one day and I remembered like, Back when I was new, I would walk in the office and see these top producers that people talked about. I never like wanted to be them. Like it's no. nothing <laughs> man, here getting through college, like making money. So it's never, I don't know. It was weird because now that I'm on the same platform as them, no. like it's not anything I ever like sought out to do. Uh, I think my goals grew organically, like as it changed. But I, I left another team. I was on a team, uh, probably would have stayed there forever because I was fine, didn't money, didn't care. And when my team dissolved, I, I called somebody that I look up to in the business, kind of a mentor. And he said, hey, you know, let me make some calls because it was very sudden. I was kind of in a little bit of a rocky situation, had offers out. Uh, and so I ended up at a brokerage and some of my team from over there said, hey, I want to go with you. And from there, I just convinced other friends of mine that were military spouses, like, man, look how this is changing my life. And so my whole team um, is organic. I've never recruited. It's all somebody that knew somebody that was tied in with somebody else. So, And your team, your expansion team in the different states. So where are you physically? Um, I go between Virginia and, and Houston. Okay. So, and then you have team members you mentioned in the different states. And are they all military spouses? Um, I would say 90% of our team is, yes. Obviously, like Houston, there's not a huge base here. Uh, so some of mine aren't, but I do have three of the 12 that are. I think everybody but two is a military spouse in Virginia Beach. And then everybody but two in Jacksonville. So pretty much we're a, a military relocation team for the most part. And are you still running that Facebook group that you mentioned? Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. And the fact that you thought outside of the box and did that like so early on is a great, uh, great foresight on your part to, to do that. So tell us a little bit about how you would describe your team. How do you work with as a team leader? How are you leading 40 plus agents in multiple states? Depends on the day. <laughs> <laughs> Depends on the day. Um, I'm sure I don't it does. Uh, an HR manager. I don't have an operations manager. I still do all of it myself. Uh, I think it's just 
having that group. So I have a group of people that I really clear on the expectation of don't bring negativity into our space. Uh, in the beginning, it was hard. You know, my team almost fell apart my first maybe three months in because they were competing against each other instead of rooting for each other. They were like, Oh, well she got this client and I've talked to them before. So it was just toxic. Mm -hmm. And I think from that point and knowing if I was going to do this and do it well, that was going to be something that just was never allowed. So we have such a close knit group of people. We travel together. Our husbands are friends. Our kids are friends. Uh, I mean, we, a lot, you know, we go down to Florida with Virginia team or we have a Christmas party in Houston and half the Virginia team flies in. So we've just made it like a family dynamic. Mm -hmm. And I think that keeps everybody like in sync. I mean, we have our hard days or I have to have those conversations, you know, about numbers or something like that. But I don't think if it ever stopped being fun that I would want to continue to do it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that culture is so important. Um, and yeah, you're doing a great job with that. Tell us a little bit about the operational side of it. So you mentioned those hard conversations. So how does accountability work? How does training work? How does lead generation work? I'm, I'm sure those listening would love to know a little bit more about that, that part of the business. So obviously I get lead gen from multiple sources. And that's probably the most stressful thing about owning a team is constantly juggling. Where do these leads come from? Where are they the best from? How do I ensure my agents are successful or converting? So I think a lot of it is obviously people have backend systems. Um, through Fathom, we use a different one. We're merging into IntelliAgent. I incorporate the things that are free to me within Fathom's platform so that I can be responsibly, you know, on the back end and utilize my money better. Uh, and I, and that's always a work in progress. You know, it's, it's not a once fits all thing. Like I try something for a couple of months and it was like, Oh, this is trash. Like I need to try something else. So a big, big thing I teach on though, I developed a, co a coaching course last year just to coach my team on mm -hmm. to make it a little more streamlined. Um, I use platforms such as Trello to keep us projects organized of where everybody's at, who are our contacts, our resources. I hold all of our training videos there. We do a weekly every Monday mastermind for an hour and just talking about different topics, having guest speakers. And then we also utilize social media. If you look our team up, we are a massive, massive social media team. Cause that's what I built my entire business on. I, I've never been on the lead platforms. I give it all to them. Yeah. So we're, we're really big on, are you engaging? Are you building relationships? I mean, the right way too. like, not just, I'm very yeah. big. on always teach. There's only three posts you should ever make. You should be funny. You should be inspiring or you should show workflow. If it's none of those things, like don't post it. Oh, that's great. So be funny, be inspiring or show workflow. Yeah, because everybody wants to laugh. Everybody yeah. wants to, you know, be inspired to find that drive and everybody wants to be successful. So if you are those things and you live that way, then I think naturally people are just drawn to you. Yes, absolutely. That That's a great tip. What advice would you have to somebody listening that is thinking of starting a team? 
don't do it. No. <laughs> I think it's like, you know, as it grew, it grew very fast for me. I mean, I think we just came to Fathom a year ago this month. Mm-hmm. And I think I came over with maybe 15 people. And so we're, we're taking on about three agents a month right now. I think it's like if, if you make the commitment to do this, as you go through growth changes, you're not going to get immediately rich off a team. Mm-hmm. It is extremely expensive to keep a successful team running. And even the agents on the back end a lot of times don't see that. You know, they're like, they just want leads and they want more of this and that. And that's the hardest part. You really have to be prepared financially. Yes. And I think me getting to the place where I wanted to be in my business and being a top producer afforded me to be able to do that. And then making the right relationships that support that. Yeah. So I think if anything, like my biggest advice is don't dive in. I mean, definitely think it through, be prepared, start small uh, because it gets, it gets costly very fast. Yes. And that's great advice that you gave. There's so many like just layers to that advice, right? Mm -hmm. be a top producer first, right? Like we, I talked to a lot of agents like, oh, I want to be a team leader, but they are either new to the business or they haven't done a volume of transactions to build that base of experience, expertise, operational, you know, systems. Um, and, and then the planning for it. I mean, you did, you did a lot of planning, um, you know, to sort of set up that business. Like we would tell any business person, right? Have a business plan, plan how you're going to execute and and then rework that plan constantly, which you've mentioned. Weekly. <laughs> Weekly. <laughs> I mean, the bigger it gets, the more you're not in, like robbing Peter to pay Paul. You're trying to just figure out where it makes sense. And I'm still the only one running it. Mm-hmm. So you've got this big thing on your back with, a lot of pressure. Make sure you can handle that. Um, Every day there's 40 plus people looking at me to ensure that they're successful. Like, are you ready to take that on? Are you ready to give up sleep, to get gray hair, like to sacrifice time with your family? Uh, That's something that's been real personal that I've been trying to learn is balance a little better. Mm -hmm. But I, I think I'm still young enough now where I'm like, maybe I'm working this hard now. So my kids have the future I want them to have, or I never have to struggle like I have. So it's people a lot of times look at the outside of real estate and they look at my social media and they're like, oh, she got lucky. Mm -hmm. They have no idea of how hard the climb was to get there, you know, and the agents that get to this place usually have a story that got them there. Yeah. So they they have that drive to like change their circumstance. So it's a lot of pressure all the time. It is. It is. And, you know, you touched on the story and I know for you, you had a, I don't know, call it a, a pivotal moment or you had kind of a, a a moment in your life where you said things changed. Um, would you share a little bit about that with us? Yeah. So um, I was raised pretty much primarily by a single dad. Um, when I was 23 on Mother's Day, my mom passed away. So that was pretty like life changing for me even though uh, a lot of my life she wasn't stern present because she was sick. Um, But I started developing panic attacks and I didn't know what they were. It was new to me. My heart would race. I was convinced I was having a heart attack. So 
I mean, I, I was going to the hospital like three, four times a week to the emergency room. I mean, I had hundreds of thousand dollars of hospital debt at this point. And I saw what it was doing to my family, my children, the anxiety my kids were developing, my husband's stress. Mm-hmm. So I started going to therapy. Uh, we were stationed in New York and I had one of the most phenomenal people that would just push me in the right ways, but also was just there and I had to put in the work. So I went about three times a week for like a year and a half and slowly started back to college and I think just started believing in myself and also knowing that like I I didn't want to struggle anymore. Like I had to make the choice to change. And so many people that are in the thick of anxiety are like, I can't, you don't understand. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, I do. I do. Um, Literally non-functioning, could not drive a car, couldn't. I mean, this was just six years ago. It wasn't. Like it was a long, long time ago, you know, um, when I started real estate, I think I remember I would make my husband drive a lot when he was off because I was like, man, I can't make it that 45 minutes to Suffolk. Like I, I don't, I used to pull over and call an ambulance to pick me up. Like it was severe. So I think for me, just starting to realize the progress and like, man, the more consistent you are in therapy, the better you get, the more consistent you are in college, the further you get the more consistent you are in real estate. You know, I started just realizing that like it really was being consistent and doing those things. And that's something I tell my team. I guarantee every one of you not doing more than 12 deals a year are not doing every single thing you need to do seven days a week. Right. And I know I'm big on that. And it's something I still do. I have this board right next to me here. That's like every morning there's a set things that I do relentlessly still grind out business. Um, My big year was 32. I got to walk across the stage with my kids to watch me graduate college with two degrees. I got to be on HGTV that year. I made centerfold of Real Producers Magazine and I survived employment. So it's like emotional that that year was like the year for me that was like, there's nothing I can't do, you know? That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. I think you're you're such an inspiration. And mm-hmm. I mean, all the the chapters that we go through um, and that we, you know, write in our life and in our story mm-hmm. and just how, you know, you continue to do that and lead your team is is really just uh, mm-hmm. wonderful. And it, it's such an example of why this industry being the real estate industry is such an amazing industry. We get to help people find their homes. We get to help businesses and people, you know, flourish professionally and personally. Um, And and you are a wonderful example of that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's a pretty cool vehicle. I always talk about that. Like I, I don't, real estate gave me the opportunity to do these things it was never the thing I was supposed to do. You know, it's like yeah. real estate's not my calling. My calling's than that. Uh, it's just allowed me to do it. Yes. So what's the future look like? What, where does the <laughs> Elevate Real Estate Group go? And, and you personally, like what is on your, you know, vision board roadmap for, for ahead? I don't know. I always joke and tell my family, I'm like, I want to go to law school. But one of my best friends that now is also on my team is a lawyer. And she's like, that's the last thing you want to do. <laughs> she's like, real estate so much better. Um, I don't know. I think Elevate will grow within reason as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Uh, within the financial means of still being able to coach the best, to be able 
able to still give those leads people grow. And you know, that looks different along the way. Like it's, we're, we're, we're moving at a steady pace of three a month. We're onboarding two more today. So it's definitely constantly changing. So I, I, I don't know, we'll see. That's great. Well, we are so delighted that Fathom gets to be a part of your journey and that you and your team are, are part of the Fathom family. I want to thank you for joining us today on the podcast. What's the best way for people to reach out to you and, and follow along everything that you're doing with your team? Yeah. So the easiest way is probably Instagram, uh, your military PCS pro. And you could you can find us the same way on uh, Facebook. So that's awesome. Well, thanks so much for sharing your real estate story. It has been wonderful to get a little bit of insight to that. And, and you gave some great advice to solo agents, team leaders, and potential uh, team leaders on how you operate your business. So all the best. And we'll look forward to following along as you continue to write that story. Thank you very much.